0: Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. 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 You may please take your seats. Hallelujah. I have a very short message this evening. And then we will spend a few minutes in prayer. Amen. I want to speak to you along the theme for the conference, which is on loving God. And so I have titled my message, Loving Jesus. Amen. Loving Jesus. Amen. I want us to read our first scripture from the book of 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. I hope you have your bibles your pens your notebooks you are not just going to stare at me because we are not in silver bed the bible says behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not my emphasis on the first phrase he says behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us other versions say what manner of love the father has lavished upon us Let's go to our next scripture from 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. 1 John 4 10. The Bible says that this is the kind of love we are talking about. message? Okay. Give me King James and we'll go to message. It says, hearing is love. It says, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the proposition for our sins. The word proposition just means God put Skin and bone and skin and flesh on, and he came and he came to die for us. Give me the message translation, like you did. He said, This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. If you look at these two scriptures, these two scriptures clearly define for us the origin of love. Okay, these two scriptures, they define for us the origin of love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, when we read from the King James, he said that hearing is love, or this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. So John, the writer, or John the beloved is telling us here that when I want to explain love, the way I can explain love is by telling you the source of love. So he's telling us from the get-go that anybody who is going to define love, the reference point must be God. So if you have a boyfriend and they tell you that, I love you, baby. You are the best thing ever. And they are not in God. I submit to you that it is not love. The only person who can define love clearly or show us the way of love is God. He said that hearing is love. Or it's love. Not that we loved him. But that he loved us. So in John 3, 16, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God is the starting point and the origin of love. But you see, it doesn't end there. That God initiated a love relationship doesn't mean that's all. You know, many times you hear some Christians say that, you know, all that matters is the love of God. You don't need to do anything, just dwell in the love of God. And by so doing or by them saying that they are just trying to tell you that they don't have anything to do. They will just focus on the love of God and everything will be fine. They can be sinning. Oh, I'm just focusing on the love of God. But that is not a complete picture. Because when you read the same first John chapter 4. Let's go to the verse 19. He says we love him because he first loved us. So it doesn't end there. That God has initiated a relationship of love doesn't mean that it ends there. You also must love him. So you have a responsibility. So you see, for many believers, we like to think that, you know, everything rests on God and we don't have to do anything. But this evening, I came to confuse that theology that you have. That you have a responsibility to play. When it comes to love, it's a two-way relationship. For example, like the man of God said, if you are married, you cannot be the only one loving your spouse. Your spouse must also love you in return. So in the same way, God expects us to love him back. In the book of Isaiah 54 verse 5, the Bible says that, thy maker is thy husband. So God is in a love relationship with us. And as he plays his part, you also must play your part. And I believe that the reason for us gathering this evening is, is so that we can understand how to play our part because many of us live under the delusion that we don't have anything to do and so we live carefree but this evening if i don't say anything at all i believe that one phrase that should stick with you is that you have a part to play for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son doesn't end the story it's just one part of the story it's like Two parts of a coin if i gave you a two cd coin and maybe just the top had the writings and the bottom didn't have the writings do you know it ceases to be legal tender because it's fake so in the same way it is our love and god's love that completes the love equation so this evening again i stress on it that you have a part to play when it comes to the love of god hallelujah in the book of matthew chapter 24 and verse 12. The Bible says, and because lawlessness or iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The Bible is telling us here that in the last days, there will be a lot of lawlessness. Like Reverend Roland said, you see a man marrying a man. you see a man, a full-grown man saying that now I've bought diapers, now I'm a baby. I choose to identify as a tree. The Bible said the reason why all of this lawlessness is going to abound is because Satan is tackling our love. He's trying to fight our love. He wants the love of many believers to grow cold. So he knows that you have a relationship with God and you have a part to play. So he's going to fight your ability to play that part. So some people, he will blind their minds so that they don't believe that they have a part to play. Some people, they may believe that they have a part to play, but they'll be doing it like a day, Because he wants the love of many to grow cold. And I believe that there are some of us here, our love has grown cold. When you look at the zeal that you started the year with, and the zeal that you are running with now, you can testify that your love is dwindling. And so conferences like this are just to rekindle that love that you once had. And if you are here and you don't have that love, you have an opportunity tonight to enter into that love relationship with god hallelujah in the book of 2 timothy chapter 3 the bible goes on to tell us more about how this last these last days will be the bible said this also this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come he said for men shall be lovers of themselves so men will begin to misconstrue the whole understanding of love and I believe that we can see that clearly happening all around us. Well, we have a wrong understanding of love. But the Bible said that all of these things are happening so that the love of the child of God, the love of the believer will grow cold. But the Bible says in Leviticus 6.13 that the fire on your altar it must burn continually. It must never go out. So if something is trying to house your fire. Something is trying to quench your fire. You must now rise up so that that fire doesn't go out. You must rise up so that that fire doesn't go out. I know when we're coming, we came with Chris, former ASC president and when he was coming Reverend Roland was telling him that Charlie you are texting Paul, who are you texting? And then I said that Reverend Roland leave the man of God alone because you, you have somewhere nice to sleep this evening. But this man of God is fresh in love. So you see that the fire is, 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 is too much. He doesn't even care if the police is around him. He, he doesn't even care if he can get into an accident because the love is too much. So the, the, the love is, is hot. Red flaming hot. Yeah. And you see, that is how God wants our love. To be he wants our love to be like that flaming hot, burning passion. That when you see him, you are attracted to him, that you can't do without him. Not that when you are coming into his presence, then you are dragging your feet. Oh, this one I think is Reverend Roland Dems who are trying to bring us here. Me, I don't I'll come at 7:30. But God wants our love to be burning hot. The Bible said in the book of Romans twelve eleven. it said fervent in spirit fervent in spirit fervent in spirit fervent in your love your love is flaming hot bible says in the book of revelation that many have neglected their first love and god is trying to just bring us back to that place and you see most of the time when we read the scriptures especially about the children of israel we like to point at them and say that oh these guys what is wrong with them I mean, God will split the Red Sea for you. God will bring you to a promised land, flowing with milk and honey, and then you just neglect Him. But every time you look at them, I suggest you should look at yourself too. Because you are just like them. Oh, I want to go to university. And God opens a door for you, and you are here in Ashesi University. The moment you come first year, your love grows cold. Oh, Father, bless me with a boyfriend, a godly one. God blesses you with a godly boyfriend. The moment you get the boyfriend, Charlie, this KCF thing is taking time from what I want to do. God bless me with an internship at Microsoft so that I can meet Bill Gates. The moment you meet Bill Gates, oh, now I've joined the Bill and Melinda Foundation. May I don't go to church again. And you see, you are just like the Israelites. Maybe yours is an opportunity at Microsoft, but it's similar to the things that the children of Israel were looking for so there are things in life that try to fight our love for god and we must rise up and fight those things if you have a girlfriend and for example another boy is chasing her, will you just cross your fingers and look at her? no i don't say it will be war it will be text message versus text message It will be death at Lansdowne versus death at a corner. You will always try to increase the bar. Because somebody or something is trying to take your place. But you see, when it comes to God, we just trivialize things about God. Oh, after all, he can't see. He's somewhere in heaven. He has angels. You should play with the angels. But the Bible says that concerning God, that one of the areas that makes him jealous is when he sees that his lover has left him. So the Bible said that when the Spirit of God was leaving the temple, he was dragging his feet. He was dragging his feet in the book of Ezekiel. It was sad for the Holy Ghost to leave the scene. But in the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible said when he was coming, he came with the mighty rushing wind because he knew that I'm coming back to my lovers. So the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 5, that the person who is going to introduce us to the love of God, the person who is going to keep our love for God flaming hot, is no other person than the Holy Ghost. He said that the love of God, it is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And so for everybody here, we can do a good job as pastors, we can do a good job as shepherds, But I submit to you that the best person to introduce you to the love of God and take you deeper when it comes to the love of God is the Holy Ghost. So your relationship with the Holy Ghost is very important. You cannot live this journey and neglect Him. You cannot live this journey and neglect Him. You know, many people treat the Holy Ghost in this manner. Holy Ghost, today... I'm going to chase this girl, so um, you see the anointing that you have. Pour it on me when I come back. I'll give you the update, and then they leave the Holy Ghost, and then they go. Yeah, you are laughing, but that's that's what you do to the Holy Ghost. Instead of him rather taking the lead and then you following him, you rather you send him. Holy Ghost, I'm sending you. Or no. It, you, I know you are not go. You come and tell me that you are doing only what Jesus said. So let me tell you, I'm going to chase this girl. When I chase her, even if it's not the one, use your angels to make her the one. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you felt You have to felt it. Because that's how we treat the Holy Ghost. And we are still looking for the love of God, despite all of this. But I'm telling you that the best person to introduce you to the Holy Ghost, to, to the love of God is no other person than the Holy Ghost. No other person than the Holy Ghost. So tonight I want you to look within yourselves. See how far you have drifted from the Holy Ghost. See how far you have drifted from His leadings, from His promptings, from His drawing you into the love of God. And correct that way. You no know, sometimes you'll be sleeping on the bed and then you get a prompting that wake up and pray. But as you get up to go and pray, you look at your Apple Watch and you realize that it is only 12.15. And you can see that all the four people in your room are asleep, including the person on the coffin bed. And you are wondering, why am I awake at this time? And you can hear a voice, pray. Just pray. Then when you look at your other people who are in your room, your roommate, you say, no, this cannot be. That Gerald, Kofi, Kwesi and Kwame are sleeping. And I am awake praying. What is their use? And then you take that your nice duvet that your mommy bought you. The one that you have been using since the term began and you have not washed. And you cover yourself with it. (laughs) Somebody said like shawarma. And when you have covered yourself with it, then you tell the Holy Ghost. Like I said earlier, you pray. I will be sleeping for you but maybe at that point in time god wanted to show you something about your love with him and you missed it so the person of the holy ghost when it comes to this whole idea of loving god you can't do it without him i wish i could give you seven steps to loving god that will make everything easy the moment you enter it into the your, your 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 laptop then the thing is working but it's not going to work that way it's a love relationship like how some of you here are in relationships whether they are of god they are not of god only you know and you know how you treat the person sometimes the person does something you don't like and you look and say ah, this person why did i choose this person even married people, they go to the sometimes. When I wake up in the morning, my wife will tell me, Do something, I say, This girl, ah, maybe I should have found somebody at landing to marry crowd. Then I begin to then I hear the Holy Ghost say, Master, behave yourself. Then I comport myself. Then you do something and I say, Ah, you see, this is why I was telling you that let me leave here and go and find another person. But you see, God is just trying to help you in your dealings with Him so that your love for Him will grow. But the enemy is also trying to fight that love so that the love will wax cold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I want to speak on a few things on loving Jesus or things that can help us love Jesus or things that represent our love for him. The number one thing that is important when it comes to our love for Jesus or our love for God is obedience. Obedience 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 we cannot do anything in this our relationship with god outside obedience the very call of salvation it starts on obedience if for example i come into a room where a lot of unbelievers are and i say accept jesus as your lord and personal savior if you are here you don't know jesus you want to enter into a relationship with him how many people want to do that then somebody lifts up their hand it is obedience So your journey with God started with obedience. Your journey with God will take obedience. Your journey with God will end in obedience. So if you are here and you are a child of God and your ears are yeah. Don't expect to go very far with God. Imagine if God came to Abraham and said, you know, Abraham, leave your father's house. Leave your family. Leave your country. Go to a land that I'll show you. Then Abraham will reply, God, I knew that you are not serious how can you tell me that i should leave my nation i should renounce my passport i should leave my father my mother and go to a place that you show me i knew that you are not serious but it took obedience for him to prove his love to god a god that he didn't know you know when you read the story about abraham don't try to think that abraham was a very spiritual he was not a spiritual person He was coming from a pagan background. So he didn't know this God that was appearing to him. But he heard this God talk to him. And out of love and obedience, he decided to listen to what the the, 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 the God that he encountered was telling him. So obedience is very critical if you want to say that you love God. The first way you are going to be able to prove your love for God is your obedience your obedience in the book of john chapter 15 verse 9 to verse 10 john 15 9 to verse 10. the bible says as the father has loved me so have i loved you it says continue in my love verse 10. it says if you keep my commandments you shall abide in my love if you obey me, if you listen to the things that I'm telling you to do, you shall abide in my love. If you listen to what I tell you on a daily basis, you will not go away from the things that I want you to do. But you see, for many of us, just like I said, like the children of Israel, we are stubborn. You are stubborn. Maybe you may look like a good girl in class. Everybody sees you. Your parents know that you are good. But when God is looking at you, He can just see stubbornness. Don't chase this boy. Oh, this is the one I like. Don't do this cause. This is the one I like. Bring your money to the house of God. I'm taking it to Big Ben. Whatever God is saying, you want to do the other, the other version of it. Stubbornness to the voice of God. Stubbornness to the leadings of God. Yet we come and profess our love for God. Imagine if Jesus Christ was stubborn. And he didn't obey in John three sixteen, and come and die for a people that he didn't know you and I will not be here but you see many of us we come and then we are singing I'll bring you more than a song and we are singing it then the time has come for you to bring more than a song they say you know that was just a song don't 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 try to miscall. I said it was a song we were singing the leader said we should all sing and I sang so why are you making this thing too serious but stop Jesus Christ was obedient even to the point of death. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8 said, God commended his love towards us in that while Michael was sinning, while he was grinding the girl at the party. was busily holding the waist as he was gyrating. God had sent his son to come and die for Michael. But you see, it didn't end there. When God sent his son to come and die for Michael, and Michael accepted Christ, now Christ wants Michael to now live for him. But Michael said that, you have done your own, but me, I'm not going to do my own. And we expect that things will go as we have planned it. But you see that obedience is very key in your journey with God. Look at Jesus Christ. He lived a life of obedience. A life of obedience. The Bible said that even though he was God, when his parents spoke to him, he was subject to their authority. Mary would say, Jesus, don't go and play football outside. It's not time for football. He didn't say, You know, you Mary, I can make you disappear in a minute. He was obedient. No, because he, he could have i mean could have, you. I, when god was you, i was standing there i even selected the clay that they should use for you but the bible said that he was subject to them even when the holy ghost came and said that let's go to the wilderness he just followed the holy ghost so your obedience is a number one proof of your love for god you can't tell me that you love god and you're not obedient to god and his word no they say, don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. But you, they say, me, oh, I'll not just do the yoke. I'll add the white part of the egg too to it and I'll mix it. The best person who advises you is an unbeliever. The best person who shows you the way is always an unbeliever. Reverend Roland, we say, oh, don't do this thing. They say, no, I have to confer with my best friend. Meanwhile, the best friend, he was nowhere even near this auditorium. Then he tell you, no, that thing that your pastor told you here, the other one don't know that that person is slowly leading you away from the love of god obedience so you see that if you look at your life even throughout today many ways the Holy ghost was prompting you leading you getting you to come to that point but disobedience made it difficult for you So you can't just profess your love. So you see that we have many people in church. But we have very few people who are really children of God. Many are called. Like we sent you SMS. We sent you um, WhatsApp. We sent you Outlook. Come for meeting. Many are called. But few will be chosen. Your obedience will be like the filter. As we pass you through. We will know that, hey, this one. Leave him back in the sieve. How obedient are you to God and his word? and you see on this point eh, i want to stress on the fact that many of us we are looking for strange ways that god will speak to us we want god to come and talk to us and then maybe as we are in our room all of a sudden the heavens in the room will open then angel gabriel and michael and and even lucifer will be fighting in the air and then they'll begin talking and say that oh christabel christabel it is i i want you to arise and go and now go and begin to learn calculus So you have been waiting for that encounter since your mother gave birth to you. And up till now, that thing has not come. But maybe that same lady called Christabel has a Bible right by her bed that she has put under her pillow. And she sleeps on the pillow and the Bible every evening. And she's asking herself, Father, when would this encounter happen? Meanwhile, the Bible is there for her to look into and tell her that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, that esoteric, surreal experience that you are looking for, I came to submit to you, not too many people get those encounters. Not too many people get those encounters. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. You know people like um, 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 Dr. Mensa Otabel, people like um, um, Archbishop Duncan Williams, they've not even seen Angel before. So what, what kind of faith is leading them to do what they are doing for God? What kind of faith drives them to work for God forty years, fifty years? Is it you think it's only seeing angel, the word of God? They are obedience to the word of God. Some of them take one scripture. You hear people like Bishop Oedipo, They say I took Matthew chapter six verse thirty three. It says seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and that's what they live by been working with it and now they are in their late 60s. But you, you are waiting for the shortcut, the updated version, iOS 15 where God will just do something gracious for you. Then you say, oh, now I believe God. Now I love God because what Paul saw I have seen. Dimensions as we see. Rams. Rams. And so you'll be doing rems, 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 rems. So By the time you realize you are 55. And you won't have done one thing for God and for his house. So I'm telling you that when it comes to obedience, listen to that inward witness of the Holy Ghost on your inside. You wake up in the morning, you hear, pray, pray. You wake up in the morning, you hear, speak to Adam about me. Speak to Adam about him. Don't wait to hear something outside external for you to say, that, okay, now God is talking to me. You wake up in the morning, you read your Bible. The Bible tells you something. Listen to it. That's how you build your obedience with God. That's how you prove your love for God. That's how you prove your love for God. That's how you prove your love for God. You You think if you are sick, you are not feeling well. I'm waiting for an angel to come and tell me, Andrew, there's healing in your hands. Use it. The Bible said, Luke chapter 5 verse 17. As Jesus was teaching, the power of God was present. He began to heal. I put my hand on you. I just obey the scripture. Whether the healing is going to come from under the earth, over the sea, I don't care. He said, oh, put your hand on the person. They will be healed. That's all. And by doing that, I'm proving God's love. I'm obeying his word. Because many people are oppressed. They are under bondage. Some of you here, you are going, undergoing mental torture your mind only you better know what you are thinking about if i dissect your mind and i begin to look at the things that are inside oh forget about that phone that you are using people will be shocked but when you come and sit here you you put on it then you'll be looking at me nicely but obedience to god obedience to god and you know some things in life eh, if you start them early it gives you an advantage you know people who are stubborn, they just didn't even start becoming stubborn. No. When they were telling them, when they were children, don't touch the stove. Oh, me, I'll touch it. That's how they started. Now they're robbing banks. But it started from a small 20 square meter kitchen. But the stubbornness, it started, it started, it has been growing. The, 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 the serpent that wasn't dealt with in Genesis, it has become a full-blown dragon. So your obedience to god is very critical it is a number one proof of your love for god hallelujah the second point on how you can prove your love for god is your giving yes your giving because now the church is going is undergoing a lot of attack from people telling us that hey why are the pastors collecting your money why are they doing this with your money why are they hey they can't tell you that go and put your money in stocks go and put your money in bonds save don't give to god this god god you can't see him yes all those here who are speaking those things on loudspeaker i've heard all of it and i'm telling you that we take money because god has told us to do that it is an act of your love john three sixteen says for god so loved that he what gave in your love is giving You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. So when you love God, one of the things that you will see that you will always be doing is that you will give. Jesus Christ lived a very sacrificial life. He was always giving. Always giving. Always giving. But look at our generation. Look at yourself even. All about what you want. Over a thousand people that are in the school, let them come to prayer conference for the first time. And let them encounter god oh god forbid that thought will never cross your mind father you see mommy and daddy give them the big money that they need to get so that you know summer is approaching everybody will be moving some will be in canada some will be in france some will be in spain you know that i also have to be there so would father do the work well and that's how you have been praying the whole semester it's all about give me give me give me give me but bible says that when you laugh one of the things that will become an immediate reaction is that you give if i say i love janet i have to give to her what do i have to give her whatever she asks for whatever she asks for i will not withhold anything from her because i'm telling her that you know what you have a special place with me and i also have a special place with you you can ask those who are married you share everything and anything some people go as far as even sharing toothbrush. Don't be deceived by the giggles because some people yeah, that's what you are planning on doing. <laughs> so the second proof of your love for God is your giving. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 3 1 Kings 3, 3, the Bible says Solomon demonstrated his love to God. Let me read the NET. It says Solomon demonstrated his loyalty or his love to God by following the practices of his father. By what? Following the practices of his father. Or Solomon loved the Lord and he followed all the degrees of his father David. Except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. What were the practices of his father? his father was a giver you know before David would die David made every provision for the building of the house of God every provision every provision, if you've ever seen a picture of how Solomon's temple was you will know that it was not a small temple you complain about national cathedral if you saw that one you'd be surprised pure gold pure gold the inside gold outside gold, floor gold everywhere gold Bible said that David made all of this available for the building of God's house. And when the house was built, Solomon also he said that, you know what, as my father has laid the foundation, let me add to it. Let me give more to God. So the Bible said that he he did a certain sacrifice that people couldn't even comprehend. Thousands of animals just sacrificing them. Whatever he treasured, whatever he valued, he brought it before God. But what do you and i do we say we love god but that that trusted possessions that we have we always keep it just for ourselves you keep it just for yourself we can be in the house of god and we know that oh charlie the choristers are using a microphone but the microphone when they sing we just hear water the, 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 and it has never crossed your mind that you know what i think i can buy one microphone for the church Oh, it will never cross your mind. It will never cross your mind. Never. Some of you here, you have you have started saving. You have reached about seven hundred dollars. By next year, you'll be ready to buy the fifteen marks. So you are, that's where you are looking at. But the microphone that the pastor uses to preach to you, so that your life will become better, you hear, praise the and you are fine with it. <laughs> like nothing even moves you. When you can say, oh, these people they should do better. should do better by now Ah. the uh, the technical team are they they, there then you are looking for them Uh, uh, is uh, is edmond there why edmond didn't come to church today he should tune that he should give the volume volume but the volume is in your pocket the volume that you are looking for is in your pocket yeah the volume is not it's not it's not behind the mix it's in your pocket that volume that you want to hear is in your pocket. When I was coming, I told David something. I said, hey, your pastor comes here every day with taxi. Some of you can come together even and say, oh, let's, maybe we cannot buy it in our time. But maybe let's give another year group to come and give another year group. By the time you are done, we have done something for It will never cross your mind. Some of you are thinking, yeah, actually, when I finish 2024, my father will buy me the new Suzuki Vitara. Showroom. Tear rubber. Oh, God. Do it for your boy. Then you kiss her <laughs> Hey! Where is your love for God? 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 Hey, all my biggest giving is in the house of God. I don't, it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't go to Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. No, 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 no. no. It should be in the house of God. I'm not despising what they are doing. It's good. Philanthropy is good. Jesus was the best philanthropist. But me, all I want to do all my in the house of God. Your best giving should be to God some of you can spend the biggest money in hotel but you can't spend that money you can't see yourself spending that money here here oh how can i bring 500 cities and give it to reverend is he joking <laughs> does he think it's that body bitch <laughs> a pastor you want a case here a fellowship you want 500 cities for me where's chocolate sarai i'm planning a date with my girlfriend you want me to take that money and give it to you this pastor, study i know that you're a joker but you are the biggest joker because this god is stretching out his hand in love and he's giving on a daily basis the bible said in psalm 68 verse 19 blessed be the lord who daily loads us with his benefits every day god gives you benefits you think you are pretty because your nose is big like mine I'm a joker it's because of the love of god It's the love of God that is just giving you the breath that you have. When we're coming, I saw a poster somewhere, 35-year-old woman. I just started thinking, look at my age. How many more years would this person have been? What makes me different from this woman? It's only the grace of God. But some of you are here thinking that because your house is the biggest house or your bed is king size, so you're entitled to more air. Uh, you, you have central AC in your house so the air is what is, oh, you'll be surprised your love must be marked by your giving one of the ways we can mark your love when God is looking at you he can see it in your giving your giving lifestyle and yes money is involved but other things are involved like your time Do you give your time to the things of God Do you give your time to God even on a personal basis your prayer life How many hours do you have for prayer versus how many hours do you have for other things? When I talk about meditation, it's even worse. How many times do you make for meditating? I'm just thinking on God and the word that I read today. Oh, it will never cross your mind. I submit to you that it will never cross your mind. Don't shake your head. I'm telling you that it doesn't cross your mind. But God says that one way we can show our love for him is by our giving. In the book of 2 Corinthians 8:8, talking about the church um, at Macedonia, the Bible says that I am not saying this as a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love. I'm reading from the NET. He said, I am not saying this as a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love. He said that I speak not by commandment, but by the occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. So the church at Macedonia was telling Paul that, you know, Paul, we love you. We love your ministry. The things that you are preaching, Charlie, is powerful. Charlie, our lives have been transformed. Since I came to KCF, oh, I used to masturbate, but now it has ended. Charlie, Reverend, Arnold, God bless you. Apostle, God bless you for bringing this fellowship. To you eh, you deform, form, you live long yes thank you for they were so sweet now prove or show working show working tell us how one plus one is equal to two show us show us how, how did the one and the other one add then became two show us how do you show he said you can prove that your sincerity by your giving by your and you know, the strange thing about the church in Macedonia was that they were broke guys. Go and do a study about them. They were broke. They didn't have money. They were not the people who anybody should even go to their church and say, you know, I'm raising a seed of $500. Anybody here, you, you'll be shocked. Even if they put all their church offerings, it will not reach it. And it's not like they are trying to hide. That was the truth. They didn't have it. But the Bible said that even before Paul would even come, they would say that, Charlie, let's put this money aside for brother Paul because Charlie this guy the Jenny in fastings in perils Charlie this guy is doing too much for the work of God let's support him in our small way maybe we can pay for his accommodation as he's come to preach the word of God to us then they'll put their money together and that was what the church of Macedonia did but you see that in our day oh somebody will take their phone then they'll look pastor Roland uh-huh pastor for the day to insult Always taking church money. Then they'll tweet, then they'll start a the whole thread. Then they say, ah. then they to do hashtag woke. I tell you, maybe you may not see whatever is happening right now, but I'm telling you, one day you will see it. Whatever you want to see, you'll be awoken to see it. You'll be awoken to see that thing that you are looking for. He said that the church at Macedonia, they proved their love for God. They showed their love for God by their giving. By their giving. Let me give you the the third one. Let me try and make it five and then we we are done. The second way we are also able to prove our love for God is by our our spending time with Him. Our spending time with Him. Our spending time with Him. In the book of Luke, chapter 5, verse 16. Jesus Christ, it said about him, the Bible says that, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Let me read from the NET. He said that, yet Jesus himself frequently withdrew himself and prayed. He, spent, he loved to spend time with God more than with the boys' boys. He loved to spend time with God more than the people that he was working with. Mark chapter 1 verse 35, we'll see him a great while before day, spending time with God matthew chapter 14 verse 23 in the afternoon when he's done with the miracles he will still go and spend time with god luke chapter 6 verse 12 in the evening we'll see him doing all night this guy just loves spending time with god because he loves god who you love you spend time with it's simple who you love you spend time with Who you love you spend time with i spend so much time with my wife because i love her slowly people began to tell me that, ah, it's like the two of you, you look alike, I say, ah, how can we look alike? This person is coming from here, I'm coming from here. But you see, it's a rub on rub effect. So you are, sometimes you are looking, telling, how can I know the will of God? Hey, mm. Father, speak to me about your will. Spend time with him. Spend time with him. What's my favorite food? You can't, you can't, if you told me my favorite food, I'll be afraid of you. You cannot tell me because we don't spend time but the moment we begin to spend time as we go to our corner you realize that oh, this guy he likes plain rice and corn beef stew and one egg every time there, yeah, that's what he orders it looks like that's his favorite because you are spending time the more you spend time with god the more he opens up his will to you i'm showing sure you a secret. this thing that you have been doing that you come once in the semester you say father if you don't show me your will i'm leaving better hurry up about it eh, that it will not work there are about six billion people on this planet. hey God can just replace you with another person right now. He can just find. You, say, you don't want to save me, okay? Don't worry. Have you seen where the rest of them are going? Just follow suit. I'll find another one. So you don't have anything. You 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 have so much to lose. So spend time with God. Spend time with God. The Message translation says uh, in, in one particular verse: says, "Keep company with God." Company with God. Who do you keep company with? Proverbs 1320 say if you spend time with the wise, you become wise. If you spend time with the wise, you become what? Wise. Somebody said that if you see five foolish people walking, they are not five, they are six, including the you, you, the person who is working with them. So count well. In the same way, if you walk with God and God is omnipotent, omniscient, don't you think that? Think that he might just take a small part of this his mission that he has so much. Don't you think he'll just give you small of it? If God is all loving, all caring, don't you think that the more you spend time with him, he'll say that? Oh, I think that if needs a new shoe, and you just remove the shoe and say, Take the shoe. Don't you think he'll do that? No, he can't do that because you are spending time with him. There are so many things you are looking for. It will come from your spending time with God. It will come from your spending time with God. Spend time with God. Father, is it Larry or Barry? Father, which of them? Show me, show me, show me. All I see is L and B. Father, show me. Spend time with God. Spend the third point or the fourth point. point third point let me give you the fourth point the fourth way we are able to prove our love for god the fourth way we are able to prove our love for god is when we please him when we please him when we please him in the book of acts chapter 5 and verse 29 the bible says but peter and the apostles replied we must obey god rather than people many believers like to please people and they like to please god you may see somebody the choir star, they sing powerfully when they sing people fall under the anointing. When they move out of the church and they say, "Come and sing and lift up God's, God's name," maybe we are doing Christmas on the hill. They say, oh, "I can't sing in public outside the church because you know they have some brand image that they have to protect." Please God than you please men. Please God than you please men. The Bible said in the book of Luke, chapter 3, and verse 22, before Jesus Christ even started his ministry, the Bible said, And the spirit in a bodily form descended on him. And a voice said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. At this point, he has not even started any ministry. He has not even healed one blind person. He has not done. The Bible said that. God said that. This guy, I'm pleased with him. He's obedient. He, he, he likes me. He wants to see that my, my, my name is taken everywhere. I, I'm pleased with this guy. looking for my good he's looking for the advancement of the kingdom of god you're pleasing god and then the fifth point on how we are able to show our love for god or prove our love for god is by our convictions what convicts you your convictions in the book of acts chapter 2 and verse 37 acts chapter 2 and verse 37 the bible says that now when they heard this they were acutely distressed other versions say they were convicted acts 237 acts 237 the bible says peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to the other disciples brothers what should we do these were people who didn't know anything about the love of God but Peter preached a message and when Peter preached the message and the love of God began to move the Bible said that they were convicted in their heart and they said Peter apostles what shall we do some of us are Christians some of us are Egyptians some of us we don't know this God that you are talking about what shall we do And they were looking at them from the upper room Our hearts are acutely distressed. We are troubled. We don't know what is going on. It's like, it's like something is telling us that we need to come to God. We need to enter into a relationship with him. We need him in our lives. The Bible said that Peter began to tell them, repent. Turn to him. Amend your ways. And this guy will stretch forth his hands towards you. And there will be times of refreshing. Your convictions. Your convictions your convictions. Some of you are here that the Lord will convict you strongly, maybe about a particular sin and you say, oh, you know this one, the grace of God abounds. I swipe the grace of God over it. Then The next day, you are found in the sin again. I swipe the grace of God over it. It will only be a matter of time. Soon you'll be found in that sin somewhere that it might be very, very disgraceful. Now that the Holy Ghost is convicting you and trying to tell you that press further into the love of God, I submit to you that this will be the best time for you to listen to his call. This will be the best time for you to listen to his call. So, your convictions, that's one of the ways that God will try to bring you into his love. He will try to deepen your love for him by your convictions. By your convictions by your convictions shall we rise up to our feet we are staying on this point about convictions and we are telling god that father any way that i have gone far away from you this evening in this time of this conference with the team loving god as grace is being released father bring me back into your presence bring me back into your presence Bring me back into your presence. Bring me back into your love. In the book of Romans 5, 5, like we read, the Bible said that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. You are here, you are under the sound of my voice. You have left your first love. You are telling God that, Father, bring me back to my first love. Bring me back to the love that I had for you. That desire that I had for you, that desire that I had for your house, Father, bring me back. Bring me back. Don't wait for someone to come and touch you. I'm not coming out to come and touch you. God himself is here to work on you. This is what we call a heart surgery. He's going to open up your heart and he's going to take out anything that is there that shouldn't be there and he's going to put more of himself in you. This is a time for you to reconnect. is a time for you to reconnect just place your right hand on your heart at this moment in time you know yourself you know your life you know how things have been going speak to god speak to god you don't need to scream at the top of your voice you want to scream that's fine just tell god that father bring me back into your love bring me back into your love maybe you are here you used to evangelize you used to tell people about god but all of a sudden, now you say, Oh, I have too much coursework, so I can't do that. I'm telling you that that is your first love. Tell God to bring you back. Maybe you are here in your home church. You are very serviceable to God. But since you came here, you have taken a different kind of lifestyle. You are telling God that, Father, bring me back to your love. Maybe you are here also. You don't even know God at all. You are telling God that, Father, bring me back. Bring me back to the heart of worship bring me back bring me back lord 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 Lord. maybe you are here you are engaged in such a life of sin and you want god to touch you this is the time this is the time this is the time maybe you are here under the sound of my voice and there's a certain illness that is besetting you making it difficult for you to prove your love for god you are telling god that father let this impediment be taken away from me And bring me back into your life. Bring me back into your life. Bring me back into your life. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.